Hey everybody, this is episode 208 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. And I've got to say, I completely blanked on... Were you having a stroke? How to start this episode. I gave him the the countdown and then there was like a good eight seconds of silence. I was like, is Zoom not... Recording is something wrong. Is his volume off? No, he's just over there, like throwing his hands in the air, like the wacky inflatable um guy that you see at the car dealerships. What the hell? I completely drew a blank. <laughs> I was too excited, man. This is this is uh, a big one, a big one to to, uh, to record. Um, this is an exciting one to talk about. Uh, it's an exciting day. To sit across from you via Zoom and talk and catch up. I'm just worried about you. You okay? When's the last time <laughs> you went to the doctors? When's the last time you got checked up? I mean, your birthday is fast. We're all getting closer to 40. I, I need you to go get checked out. Are you, <laughs> I will. Answer this question. Are you smelling toast right now? Wait, I'm not supposed to? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're here. Um, you guys know what it is. Astros... World Series champion once again. They defeat the Philadelphia Phillies in six games. Um, and um, man, watching Game Six, watching them getting the, the Presley getting the last uh, out with the fly ball to the Tucker. Um, I was just elated, giddy, like every happy adjective you can think of. The Astros are back on top of the world, where they rightly belong. <laughs> Shocked. I'm still not shocked, but uh, just you know, in dis not not in disbelief, but uh, it, it was just it's still it's still surreal to me, just because it was such you know it 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 takes such such amount of um, man. I can't even talk right now. Still, it, it's it's surreal because it takes so much work. So much, you know, grinding and winning and luck and luck, um, you know, and, and heart and dedication and will, everything to win a title. And, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate that the Astros are as good as they've been for the past few years. Um, and this is this is the second title in, in five years. Uh, and you know, um, it's still, it's, it's not old hat, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it it still feels fresh when this team wins, when your hometown team wins. Uh, maybe it's because we've been let down by Houston sports teams so many times over the past, you know, 30 years for the both of us, we've been watching sports probably, Mm -hmm. um, but th- this is just another incredible moment. Um, 
for everyone, for the city, for the team, you know, for for the haters, for everyone, man. It, it's just unbelievable. And and again, just surreal still. A day after. Yeah. I like you bring up the Houston sports tragedy. Uh, when I really think about it, it's really only our football team between the Oilers and the Texans that really <laughs> suck. Because whatever you say about the the Rockets during their James Harden era, they never made to the finals, whatever. We still have memories of them winning two championships. Right. Like you can never take that away from them. And, you know, the Dynamo have won a championship uh, recently. It's just them sad sacks over there, Kirby. <laughs> can't get together. Once again, we sacrificed the Texans <laughs> uh, for Astros glory. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm with it. I'm down with it. It's all right by me. All right by me. Texans may not be good for the rest of the decade, but you know what? At least I I can feel com- um, comfort in the Astros going back to the playoffs year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, where do you want to start, man? Man, um, that's the thing. Like, where do you start? I mean, you know, what? you know, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a a good man and start. Uh, I'm gonna give a tip to the hat to the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. They were an incredible team to have the run that they have. I wish people would stop acting like this is a Cinderella story because it's a team with a $200 million payroll with the uh, 2021 MVP on there and two aces between Nola and Wheeler. So, like, it's what you can say they under, uh, underachieved at the beginning of the season. You can't say, oh, my God, it's just a miracle they're here. It's like, no, they, they spent the money. They had an owner who was like, I'm going to do everything I can to spend on this team to make it to a World Series, to win a World Series. And even though they didn't win the thing, like going as far as they did with the upsets that they had, uh, taking out the Cardinals and then taking out the the Braves and then the uh, Padres and the uh, NLCS, like you got to give a tip of the hat. Um, Kyle Schwarber. Scariest, <laughs> scariest uh, leadoff hitter. Even though he hits only like two forty, it feels like every swing he took, that ball was going seven hundred feet the opposite yeah, direction. Just, just like, crushed it every time. Yeah, and Harper, I can't believe they did such a great job controlling him. He had that home run in Game Three, but for the most part, he was under control. But he was another guy. Every time he came up to the play, it's like, well. Let's see how this like I know how good the Astros pitching is, the bullpen and everything, but it's it's never a comfortable at bat when either Schwarber or Harper are up to the plate. Yeah, I mean, you know, part of it is that they're left-handed hitters, and there's just a different, you know, it's a different look when you're facing a lefty. And, you know, they it it's uh it's a commodity to have two left-handed hitters uh, of their of their skill level. Um in that lineup and uh you know two of the biggest reasons why they they got as far as they did mm-hmm. and i remember on the podcast that we did before the world series i i ragged on their defense and their bullpen and i swear to god someone must have played this podcast for nick castellanos and he oh, had, yeah. he had the jordan me he was like i took that personally <sighs> right. that dude turned to a fucking gold glover out there right field i was so <laughs> The catch, he really did. The catch he made at the end of game one, and like all the like, he had no like major mistakes out there. So I gotta give him, you know, a hat tip to the Phillies. They're um, 
their pitch, their bullpen and their defense for for the most part proved me wrong. Now, now mm-hmm. there were instances in um in game four where the defense was a little suspect, but for the most part, they did what they had to do and they deserve all the um accolades for making it to the World Series and going making it to game six. So I want to start. I want to give some praise to the Phillies. Like I really like them. I picked them to make the playoffs. Hold on, let me, That's true. Let me let me self-aggrandize right there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were like, um, they'll be back next year. The NL East is going to be a doll fight again, but they'll be back. Yeah, I think they are probably one starting pitcher away from uh, really making a dog fight with with Atlanta for the division title. Yeah, like if they really wanted to spend money, like I know the um the sexy things like oh whether they get Degrom or whether they get Verlander, it's like whether they just get uh Carlos Rodon. True, they and they could do it. They've got the money to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to get pra- praise to them, like congratulations. But um, we're talking about the winners, baby. <laughs> and uh, winners get the spotlight. Winners get the spotlight. And, you know, we got to start with the kid, Jeremy Pena. That's about as good a place to start as ever, man. I mean. Listen to his year, man. He's got the gold glove. First rookie to win the glow glove. Then he gets the ALCS MVP. The World Series MVP. World Series champion. And, like, this has to feel. Mayor of Houston next. (laughs) Yeah. This has, something. To, this has to feel like such a gratifying moment for everyone in the off, in the Astros front office. You know, you let Carlos Correa walk and people in Houston, the fans are freaking out because we saw what Carlos Correa did. He was one of the greatest Astros players of all time while he was here. Mm-hmm. And this 25-year-old kid just comes in and <laughs> it's Carlos Correa Jr. It's like when you're, you're, kid, when you're a kid and you're um I think I made this joke before where you're out with your parents and you're like you, oh I want McDonald's and they're like we got McDonald's at home then you get home and there's fucking McDonald's Rommel has the <laughs> Happy Meal there waiting for you it was incredible it's um like he exceeded all expectations and and not by a little bit but by a mile dude I mean I know I I know I wasn't expecting. Jeremy Pena to to be a star right away. And and that's what he is. I mean, that that's there's no other way around it. The kid is a star now. Um and had he not missed 20 games during the regular season, I'd say he's the rookie of I still say he's the rookie of the year. You know, there's some recency bias to it, of course, you know, even though mm-hmm. voting takes place at the end of the regular season um and not the playoffs. Yeah. But Julio Rodriguez um, has that thing locked, locked up. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Accolades come and go. Um, it, 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 you know, Julio, like, yeah, you're right. Julio Rodriguez is going to get rookie of the year. He's going to get one trophy. Pena has already amassed three major trophies you know, in, in mm-hmm. a month, in a month's time, essentially. And you as Rodriguez himself, would he rather be rookie of the year or, or World Series MVP? He say World Series MVP and RB. Yeah, or world champion even. I mean Well, if you're the MVP, that means you won. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it was 
it was just, again, just unbelievable watching a star unfold, uh, watching a star develop right before our eyes for, you know, an entire month. I mean, the guy did not let this team down. When other guys weren't hitting as well as we're accustomed to them hitting, he picked up the slack. Um, he put the team on his back, and he got the biggest hits, you know, that you could ask, you could, that a, a rookie could dream of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like some MLB The Show shit. You know, you come up as a rookie and you just turn, flip the switch in the playoffs and become the man. Like, and and, and a, a major testament to the scouting department for the team. You know, if anybody deserves a raise, <laughs> it's that scouting department because, again, yeah, to let someone like Carlos Correa go, who's already established, who has all the playoff experience, all the World Series experience, the defense, the offense, everything, the total package, everything that you could want out of a a $30 million shortstop. Mm -hmm. To let him walk and fans not sure about this this next man up, this next kid up who really proved to be the next man up. I mean, he, he just was just unbelievable and was just, um, you know, a, a dream come true for the team. You know, the best thing that you could have possibly hoped for. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I know you were talking earlier uh, before, like, should they sign him to a long-term extension? And I'm like, they're going to do the same thing they did with Correa six years and move. <laughs> <laughs> they better have the next replacement. Yeah. Ready in six years' time. Yeah. Oh man, that was it because was this kid is this kid's already looking at. I guarantee he's already thinking. You know, no less than twenty five million dollars a year in the in the future. Well, he's already twenty five. The Astros. He, he he's in the prime time to start and do a negotiation because once he hit twenty eight, well, no, he'll still be in arbitration. And so, right, <laughs> they got some time for him. Um. Uh, you're talking about uh, players that we expect to hit that weren't hitting. And one guy I thought about, Jordan Alvarez. He's not always there when you when you call, but he's always on time. And he was on time <laughs> with right. that game six, three-run home run. I mean, that was a goddamn blast right over the batter's eye. You knew the second he swung, it was gone. I mean, that home run and the game one division series home run, game-winning home run, those two monster shots almost make you forget about that Albert Pujols home run back in 05 or whatever it was. Oh, the Albert Pujols one isn't the bad one. The one that happened last year, the Solaire home run, that's the one that lives yeah. in my memory. <laughs> um, Yeah, but Alvarez, you know, he was, um, let's just say he was not up to his normal stuff during the playoffs, aside mm-hmm. for those two home runs that we mentioned earlier. But I I still understand what the Phillies were thinking sending a lefty to face him. I mean, we even said before the playoffs that Alvarez is one of those rare hit left-handed hitters that hit lefties just as well he does righties. And then you you're sending a guy in uh, what's his name Alvarado Alvarado that he's already seen three prior times. Like eventually you're gonna get bit. 
Yeah. And he got bit in game six. And uh, I know we're kind of jumping around, but man, that was a big thing for me was pitching this mm-hmm. series because I told, man, I, I told so many people about this, but like as much as John Smoltz annoyed me during <laughs> the post, during the world series on commentary, the one thing that he said, you know, probably around the beginning, probably the beginning of the series, um, you know, that, that really stood out and proved true is that, you know, the thing about these, you know, high pressure seven game series is that you're going to see the bullpen like more than once during this series, right? More than likely you're going to see them more than once. And at some point, you know, you're going to, uh, you're going to figure these guys out. Like mm-hmm. there's so many times you're going to see Alvarado. There's so many times you're going to see um, Dominguez. I think is is that the guy that Sir Anthony, Sir Anthony. Dominguez. Yes. Yeah. Um, change your name. And, uh, <laughs> no. uh, and you know, um, some of their, uh, uh, David Robertson, you know, and then, yeah, you I mean, we saw them. Alvarez figured out Alvarado at, you know, at this point, he saw him so much. And, and the one thing that, that I, that I loved about that statement was that it didn't scare me for the Astros because that bullpen was so deep that Philadelphia didn't get a chance to see the entire bullpen. The Astros saw everything Philly had that whole series. They threw everyone out there and the Astros didn't send out uh I mean they got a brief glimpse of Stanek, mm-hmm. a brief glimpse of Orkiti, uh you know, a, a quick look at Neris, you know, guys that that, you know, are there and are just as effective as Montero and uh Abreu and Presley and all these guys. I mean, that's how deep that bullpen was that the Astros didn't even need to go that deep and show them everything they that that they had to offer. So the 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 offense really never truly got to figure everything out. Uh, but the Astros put it together just in time. You want to hear the crazy Alvarez thing. put it together, you know, at, at the perfect moment like you said to, yeah. to put us over. You want to hear the crazy thing about the Astros pitching. So over the entire playoffs, all what 13 games they played. Here we go. Justin Verlander pitched in four games, ERA 5.85. Lance uh-huh. McCullers pitched in three games, ERA of 5.87. The team, even with those two guys, the team, 13 games, ERA 2.29. Unheard of. <laughs> uh, never again, probably. I don't I don't think. This was a a historic pitching staff for this this season and this playoff run. Mm. I don't see how anybody, even as good as the Astros are, how they could possibly duplicate or even improve upon this year's performance. I mean, this is... Sorry. This team, like, all year proved that pitching was the dominant factors, the X factors, what you need. Because even spoke about it on the broadcast, like offensively, this team isn't what it was, you know, back in 2017, 18, 19. There's good, but they're no longer elite. But the pitching staff right. from first 
from the opening uh, starter to closer, it's the best of the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about Ryan Stanek. He like set the record for lowest ERA for an Astro reliever error, and he barely got to play. Like yeah. that's how dominant this team was. Mm-hmm. Garcia who was a starter during the regular season, not even a bullpen guy, but was in the bullpen because he has to be on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, what he, he gave up a home run in, in uh, the blowout game against the Phillies. But it's like... Before that, he pitched those five innings of Seattle. He pitched five innings <laughs> against, you know, against, the, against Seattle. Yeah, against in that 18-inning game. <laughs> so, like, you know, he, he put in... Plenty of work, um, you know, because again, a performance, you know, performance like the one against Philly, um, you know, again, it's not, a, it wasn't the perfect bullpen, you know, they, they weren't unhittable, they weren't, you know, uh, um, you know, they, they weren't perfect, but they were probably the best we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and um, just dominant all around. Yeah, it was crazy. Just crazy. Like, I'm looking at the stats right now. Both Ryan Presley and Ryan Abreu pitched in 10 games and gave up zero runs. <laughs> and that's huge for Presley because there were, you know, there were some shaky outings this year for him where mm-hmm. it's just like, ah, man, you know, Montero's there. Like, he's capable of, of pitching the ninth and he's got he's got electric stuff, but um, Speaking of which, Montero also pitched in ten games, only gave up one run. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. Oh, and like, two, I'm sorry, two runs. He gave up two, two runs. Hey, okay, still not bad. That's still <laughs> no, <know>. pretty <laughs> damn good. <laughs> but everybody, you know, ultimately came through when they needed to, when they were needed most. I mean. We're going to be thinking and remembering this World Series for a long-ass time, especially when you think about the bludgeoning they took in Game 3. Lance McCullers giving up a record five home runs in the World Series, mm-hmm. and then they immediately follow that up with a no-hitter. <laughs> I mean... But it's like, I sent you that uh, that tweet that from um, America who it was from, but that's what happened last year. Last year, the Astros got bludgeoned by the Red Sox uh, and the ALCS, like I think it was twelve to three, because the Boston Red Sox were picking up on their their pitching, right? You know, and then the Astros came out and won the next three games, and that's ex- you know mirror image of what happened this year. Yeah, McCullough's out there giving other pitches, get Astros get their asses handed to them, and then the next three games, like. Philadelphia just gets stomped. I think in those three games, the Philadelphia Phillies of yeah only scored three runs. Yeah. Yep, three runs. Two in game five and then one last night, game six. Mm-hmm. So real quick, what 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 is it about? What was it about Lance tipping those pitches allegedly? You I've know? seen two theories one is about his um glove placement when he was getting ready to pitch and the other one was his um leg kick when he was getting ready to pitch right so and not just lance because you know it like you know he took a beating for all that took a beating for that outing but what what is it about 
pitchers, like, is it, it's something that they just don't realize they're doing? I mean, is that what it basically just boils down to? You don't realize that you're showing your hand or you're kicking differently on a different pitch? Uh, yeah. Sometimes it happens when you're concentrating so hard on throwing the right pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, your mechanic, your, your, um, language giveaway like I need to throw this curveball right and it it's something that happens every once in a while like um who was someone's on the broadcast team talking about how Randy Johnson uh gave away every pitch and I was like okay if he did that you guys are terrible <laughs> he's the most <laughs> dominant pitcher of all time that's true right. but yeah it's just something that happens it's just a breakdown mechanics mm-hmm. um then shit, nothing we got to worry about now. I'm like, yeah. I'm glad we don't we didn't have to go to a game seven. I would have been a nervous wreck with Lance McCullough's out there. Oh, he wouldn't have pitched game seven. Oh, I think he would have started. You don't think Javier would have pitched? Oh, I think started? he would have pitched. I don't think he would have started because he pitched on Wednesday. Mm, yeah, and if you're, ooh, excuse me, I know Lance has had experience. In game seven. Uh, uh, coming in, no, I was going to say coming in relief, but Javier has done it more often this year. So mm. he's the guy you would come in and you would ask. If honestly it was me, I would probably either start either, um, uh, what's his name, Garcia or uh, what's his name? Uh, Akiti. Uh, yeah. But we don't have those problems. Right. Thankfully. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, what else? Verlander finally gets his first World Series win. Dusty. No, Verlander, first World Series win. Right, yeah. He won his first game. Ever. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. Nine starts. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah. And I Better saw, late than never. I saw people complaining, like, how come Verlander doesn't get the same rap that um, Clayton Kershaw does, and it's like because Verlander only sucks in the World Series, while Clayton <laughs> right. Kershaw sucks at different points um, during the playoffs. Verlander's ERA in like the the uh, divisional series and championship series, it's like a tick over three, and in the World Series, it's like over six. Right. So he can get you to the World Series. Once you get there, you're fucked. Clayton Kershaw can't even get you to the World Series. Yeah. And also, like, a part of that has to do with um, he was struggling while um, Madison Bumgarner was pitching the Giants uh, title every other year. <laughs> right. So he has that going against you, going against him. But, yeah, Verlander gets his World Series win. Congratulations. And finally, Dusty Baker gets his World Series ring as a manager. Big Dust. Man, I, I just – I was happiest for that guy, man. You know, he, he finally did it. The most uh, games managed um, in baseball history without a World Series title. Mm-hmm. The um, oldest manager to win a World Series title. Oldest manager. That's right. Uh, and just an all-around good guy, man. I mean, a guy that's been in the game for over 50 years, seen and done it all, played with everybody you could think of, mm-hmm. um, you know, shaking hands and hugged. Every almost every legend you could you could possibly imagine, outside of the Babe, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it just an incredible moment for Dusty. You know, he came so close last year, and you know, you just never know. Like, you just never know. Like, especially if you're you know getting seventy two, seventy three. Like, 
is it going to happen? And it finally did. And, you know, a big sigh of relief for everybody supporting him. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he wants to keep doing it, you know? Oh, so, did you did you not hear him after yeah. the game? He's like, basically run it back. Yeah, I want to, I want to win, you know, if I win one, might as well win two, but you got to win one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's a big, he's halfway there, you know, I think that's how he's looking at it now. It's like I'm halfway there now. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens because both him and click their contracts are up. So we'll see if both come yeah. back only one or not or neither. It's not just them, man. It's a, quite a few guys that, that, um, that the organization has to look at over the off season. But I guess the priority would have to be click and dusty because you need the management in place to make those decisions on the pending free agents, you know, for the team, for the roster. Uh, is that safe to, to say, is that fair to say? Yeah. And, and honestly, crane and click have to get on the same page. If click is to come back because, um, like apparently there's a story that was flowed out after the trade deadline that Crane was upset that Click didn't go get like Josh Bell and like he was upset that Click wasn't spending all of his money, which one of the things I'm like, you're the owner. Just tell him what the what his <laughs> limit is. Tell him to go at it. So I don't know. I I hope I I really hope I kinda hope that Click I don't know too much about James Click, his moves. It's mm-hmm. because this team, he, he really didn't have to do anything. It's like you don't have to completely rebuild the ship. You just have to make sure it does not crash into any rocks, and that's what he did. Right. I mean, his biggest move was was letting Carlos Correa go and inserting this kid that, you know. Well, yeah, his biggest move was trusting Lunau's uh, scouting. Right. <laughs> which I don't know how well that goes for him trying to – explain why he deserves the job. But I would like to see him back. Like, I think he could be someone like Andrew Friedman. If he has, like, he comes from the Rays um, management style. So if he can use that, that like, the Rays or scouting ability, but he actually has the money behind it like the Astros do, mm-hmm. there's no reason why he can't keep this thing going. Absolutely. And if you're Dusty, I mean, what do you, and if you're the team, what do you, what do you think about Dusty? I mean, for me personally, it's like, why not pull a Phil Jackson first time around with the Bulls, you know, and hop onto your Harley and ride out into the sunset, you know, as, as a champion. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to walk away, man. When you're, when you're on top, tell me, it's, right. it's still just tell me, tell me you're, away. you're Dusty and you talk about retirement and someone says, okay, so what team in the American League is going to knock you off? That's a good point. Who is stopping the Astros from making <laughs> it back to the World Series? That's uh, a great point. Can you like how do you feel about the Mariners? Okay, they're good. They're good. They might get better or they might take that that step back like the Astros did in 2016. Um And they, like we've seen the Mariners do in the past, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not that's kind of a, a Mariners thing, almost. Yeah. Do you feel like Cleveland's a threat? Do you feel like any team in the um, 
American League Central is a threat? No. The Yankees, like, how do you feel about the Yankees? Depending on what happened with Aaron Judge, they might be, you know, an 80 win team next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if he still, if he still loves what he does, he still loves the grind, you know, the the toll that it takes, you know, do what you love, you know, more power to him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be back. I'm not sure about click. It's like 50, 50. Mm-hmm. And I know Crane was talking about like basically calling Justin Verlander the first thing today to see where his head's <laughs> at, see if he can get him back in the Houston um, Astros uniform. And, and we'll see, man, because I tell you, the, um, the offseason, the hot stuff is going to be crazy. We just saw Edwin Diaz get that huge deal today. Five years, $102 million uh, re-signing with the Mets today. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah, and, and you know, there are a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot to discuss going forward. You know, what's next? What What does this team do next? You know, um Mm-hmm. And I feel like, yeah, I think we can talk about it in another episode where we're just talking all about hot stove stuff because I have a lot of opinions on on the, the free agents that are to be on this current roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this right now, I mean, this is all about basking in the glow of, of you know, the victory from Saturday night. Um, you, you know, there's time. One, and especially with, you know, the management situation, it's like you have to get that in order first. And then you can, you know, start, you know, figuring the rest out. You know, unless you're Jim Crane and you definitely want Justin Verlander, then, you know, you'll deal with it directly and you'll pay him what he wants if, yeah. if, if you're uh, so inclined to keep him. Um, and everybody else, you know, it's, it's up in the air, but... Um, and I've got thoughts on all of them. I think there's a lot to discuss, but um, not enough time in this episode. Uh, nope, because your boy has a hard out today. <laughs> right, and and again, you know, again, this is this is really just about you know soaking it all in, you know, just just mm-hmm. reliving the the glory that was Saturday night, uh, November fifth, two thousand twenty-two, downtown Houston, Texas. You know, site of Game Six of the. 2022 World Series uh, that saw the Astros and the Phillies duke it out for a good five innings, mm-hmm. you know, back and forth. You know, get, nobody nobody was going to budge. And then Jordan decided, screw budging. We're, we're just going to crush and just, you know, send it over to the moon. And that's how we're gonna we're gonna you know secure this victory and secure this title. Yes, sir. You're Houston Astros 2022 World Series champion. Like you said, we'll do all the all season stuff later because I will be on what Sport Track just checking up on how much the Astros having uh, luxury cap space. But you know they're selling all these goddamn world series memorabilia. They got no money to blow past that $233 million uh, threshold. Yeah. But we'll talk about the next episode because I got to get out of here. High limits and all. Um, And that's it. Anthony, pleasure to talk to you, my friend. 
Another awesome. season in the books. Um, now we can breathe easy for the next few months. Mm-hmm. Now we can get back to ignoring the Texans and living our <laughs> lives. And to an extent, the Rockets. Yeah. Well, at least they're trying to. They're yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. Trust the process. Right. Right. All right. Time to get out here. Anthony, pleasure talking to you as always. And uh, we shall be back sometime next week talking about something, some riffraff. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening, sharing, downloading, all that stuff. And thank you for the Houston Astros for coming through this year in the World Series. <sighs> Two titles. So we make it a, a, a third to, uh, next year. Fingers crossed. All right. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later.